Welcome to another edition of Talking During Movies, the cryptic journey into the chaos and nuance of psychosis that is a conversation with me when I'm sober, let alone when I've hit a, hit a couple of pops. So welcome, folks. And if you've been listening for a while, God bless you and go see a psychiatrist. Joining me today is the often copied, never duplicated, the king of the mic himself, Brad Kelly. Brad, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing great. But it's, you oh, know, nice. springtime in Austin. I've got a nice green glow over everything. Oh, nice yeah. Slow I miss, shot I half the that. day. Yeah, yeah, I miss that. I, I, I'm a former Austinite myself, you know, so uh, yeah, I kind of miss it down there. Here it just goes, it's still gray. It's just a little warmer. So yeah. where are you at now? I'm in Michigan. Yeah. That's right. So nine months of winter, that's an exaggeration, but, but not by much. So not eight and a half months of winter and mosquitoes that can kidnap children. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Makes for hardy folk though, supposedly. Absolutely. Brad, real quick, uh, give people a little bit about yourself where they can find you on the social channels or the one that you engage the most with and all that jazz. Sure. Yeah. Um, you can find me, best place to find me is on Twitter. My handle is Brad Kelly, B-R-A-D-K-E-L-L-Y. Um, I've got a podcast called Art of Darkness, where me and uh, my colleague, Kevin Kautzman, we uh, dive into the life and work of some of our favorite, uh, some of our favorite artists who maybe had a little bit of a dark side. So we kind of do the research for you, dig into these people that, that we, uh, we like, but who could be a little bit problematic. Um, we're having a ton of fun with that and getting, getting, uh, getting deep on some, in, into some interesting matters. And I'm also a writer. Um, you can find all that on Twitter. I'm a novelist. Uh, just recently put out a book called House of Sleep. Uh, it's getting some good reviews and hopefully, hopefully pushing that out there a little bit more and more. Where so. where can they get House of Sleep at? House of Sleep on Amazon. If you just type my name, Brad Kelly House of Sleep, it'll pop up. Um, or on my website, Brad Kelly E-S-Q-U-E dot com. So and I've got a bunch of short stories and other stuff on there too. You can find the podcast on there. So Yep. Awesome. And the podcast, I'm assuming available all the places podcasts are. Yeah, yeah. Stitcher, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, you know, pretty Google. much all the usual suspects as far as My I know. Kids. Nice. Now, we went through the, the standard thing, the out chains. Oh my goodness, I got people ringing my door. <laughs> and a dog barking. Oh, I apologize. Let's, you know, let's no answer this together as we go through this. So they can see me working and wonder what's going on. Banjo <laughs> kid, buddy. But my, my, the audience loves this. Oh, it's my buddy Ian. What's up, brother? <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. 
Do you like this? Thank you. Yeah. Like this kids fun neighborhood. Beer delivery? What is that? What's that? Beer delivery? Pizza delivery? Oh, What's I wish. On? Goodness. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So we might edit, edit that out. Although I always promise people I'm never going to edit this because I just want it to be fun and yeah. engaging and not hide anything. Uh, not that there's anything to hide. But... So anyways, we did the thing. Reach out over the socials, chat a little bit, ask you for your list of 10 movies, pick one. We did Best in Show, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. Oh, it's hilarious. What, you know, from a podcast that, you know, takes a, a darker angle, if you will. Sure. How is Best in Show in your top 10 list? And, <laughs> and what what brings it all together for you? Not saying there's not some darkness in Best of Show, because there is. Yeah, I mean, there is some darkness. I don't know, even know that that's what led, left out to me. Um, the one thing, Fred Willard, um, who that name might not ring a bell to most people, but the face certainly will. Fred Willard plays uh, one of the commentators, the color commentator in the movie Best in Show, but he's been in a million other things. He uh, he passed away, I guess it would have been in 2020 now. Yep. Um, and uh, so when that happened, I was, you know, as a guy who I loved. And so I watched Best in Show again, probably six months ago or something like that after many years and just found it somehow funnier than the first time, the first five or six times that I've ever seen it so uh there's something humorous about it to me I love awkwardness which you know I don't know if maybe that's not generally appealing to people but there's something hilarious to me about just almost cringeworthy awkwardness um and then you also watch you know there's something about the behind the scenes to a very prim and proper event where everybody is just brimming with psychosis you know power struggles and egos and you know all of that stuff is just behind the surface and when showtime hits everybody's got a smile on their face everybody's friends um i find that absolutely hilarious too so it's great all right so i'm gonna hit play here i uh, got an hour and 30 time and we'll just run it and have some fun cool got the lady coming up so really interesting uh and i don't know if you've seen this or not um but what's going on i tell you this is my links for whatever I do in my life can be just absolutely crazy. Did it go through for you? Well, you know what? I actually had bought it re- like a while back. And oh, so okay. I'm replaying it. Hopefully, that hopefully we can sync up still. We will absolutely. Okay. So hold on one second here. I'm just going to do this really quick as I go sure. through. My internet is um, is Google Fiber, and God bless them. I love them, but bless their heart isn't that what you guys say down in texas when you really want to say screw you yeah right that's my (laughs) bless your heart google fiber bless your heart google fiber uh you've got to stop please just just please stop so um interestingly enough let me see i'm just going to do this best in show which you can also find party people on the wonderful Amazon Prime Video for the respectable price of $3.99 and you're going to get your absolute gig on. What is this? Uh, maybe that? We'll see. I, you know what? I put in all these passwords so my kid won't um, won't do this, you know? And then what happens? Just buy movies and stuff? Yeah, and then I forget them. Well, yeah, man, that's the that's the secret. You childproof everything, and then, you know, they hit a certain age, and they can get into it, and you can't anymore. So That's right. What? <laughs> I don't even know anything before. <laughs> oh, moron. Here we go. All right. I got, you know what? I've got 
problems upon problems with myself. And you know, this has happened like four times. I am somewhat um, been challenged lately, but that said real quick, before we do this and get too far down the rabbit hole of, of me struggling with everything in my life, um, <laughs> you're like, this is a great podcast, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Quality cool. show you, you do cool. here. I get it. I get it. Uh, so real quick, this movie and the dogs. Do you have a dog? We got two dogs. Yeah, my two wife dogs. two dogs. Yeah. Now neither of them could compete in any kind of show whatsoever. But are they rescues? Yeah, they're both rescues. They're both you know mutts. One looks like a coyote. One looks like a half a bulldog. So yeah nice they're great they're great you know one they're sweethearts but they're you can't you can barely get them to come when you've got a treat they're not going to do anything like that (laughs) (laughs) have you seen that new show on uh, the discovery channel where they're where they're raising the hogs oh they're raising hogs no i haven't seen that hog showing hog showing Uh, okay oh yeah my my daughter just yelled pig royalty pig royalty (laughs) are they are they doing tricks or is it more like a best in show kind of thing it's more like a best in show kind of thing. wow so you got them they're they're checking out the haunches and looking at the teeth and all that oh dude it's nuts and these families are all from texas right god bless them they are hilarious (laughs) oh i bet i can i can sort of imagine this yeah, that's the great. Big hair, just <laughs> everything. The belt buckles, and they're yeah. coming like, you know, Shanae over there <laughs> got her nails done by Barb, and you know Barb's in the horse, not the pig game. That's just it's weird <laughs> to everybody is what it is. And I'm dying just like you guys. Is this a real thing? Is this really gonna happen right in front of me right now? Yeah, why not, man? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, I guess, right? That's hilarious. Why would I've never it? heard of such a thing? I mean, oh. I know they used to have like state fairs and stuff. They'd have like the biggest hog and the you know whatever, but I've never heard of like actually these, showing them. That's hilarious. These kids are walking around with them and they're like tapping them, tap tap. And the guys like, some people think pigs stink. I'm like, no one thinks that. It's a fact. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, bro. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I have to disagree with you. Pigs yeah. do smell. He's like, well. You got a problem. I'm like, maybe you don't have a nose. Maybe you got, maybe you were the first person to get COVID. <laughs> yeah, you've had it all your, yeah, COVID all your life, man. You yeah. COVID all your life, champ. You stop right now. How dare you? Goodness. So this movie starts, it's, it's, it's fascinating, right? Because you get this behind the scenes look. You've got all this insight into, into actually what's going on. Hold and, on. Do I start? Should I start? Yeah, go ahead and hit play. Go ahead and hit play. Okay. Sorry. And right. um, you get this, this really kind of documentary-esque making fun of but it, it was done it, it's the best i've seen of a, of a mockumentary yeah i mean this yeah. is this is like raise the bar and set it to a whole different level well, of life. if you didn't know it was a mockumentary like you just stumbled across this you mm-hmm. would think it was a real documentary i think and you, you know you didn't recognize any of the actors or whatever sure yeah yeah it is um it's fascinating to me you know it's I hear people talking and they'll complain about stuff and like, oh, life's so hard. I'm like, hey man, we're still doing dog shows. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not the the end has not yet arrived. We're still it doing has dog it. shows. Yeah, I mean, you know, people aren't counseling over their dogs. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, I, I love this opening scene because you know, like, 
bitch saw them having sex and now won't look them in the eye and is permanently <laughs> scarred. And you know, they're, they're both adults with braces. Like if there was a time for masks, right? this is their time, right? And, <laughs> right, right. And this, you know, when did this movie come out? Like 2005 or something? 2005, 2003, something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like these, this couple this couple doesn't exactly exist like this anymore. Like they sort of do, but this is like a very late nineties kind of setup for these two. I feel like the J crew and the braces and the, um, I don't know what exactly these people would be doing now, but yeah, there's something, there's something real. Like they captured a perfect, like yuppie couple. Um, they yeah. did, and they had the balls to put them in braces just right. to bring them down a notch. <laughs> just to be like, yeah. hey, you guys are both attractive. Right. You look nice. You got really got good jobs. You're dressed right. well. Right. Put right. in braces. Yep. 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 Well, and then, and then, you know, the, the Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, who, you know, now everybody knows as, um, as the Shit's Creek people, and they're great yeah. on that show, too. I mean, that's a hilarious show, but you know these two those two have been killing it for decades like Catherine O'Hara is is a comic genius to me and she's she's perfect in this movie Cru- crushes it and yeah, just yeah. it's in you know and and I love the the multiple story angles that they've crammed in mm-hmm. to this movie I mean yeah. you've got Fred Will, you've got the yuppie relationship, you've got Fred Will's relationship. He obviously is paying, playing way above his pay grade, right? Yeah, yeah. Crushing it. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also the subtle sexual nuance of her past. Right. Oh, it's so good. You know, everybody, just, everybody knows her. Everyone knows her. Oh, hey there. It's just, it, the, what they were able to cram into this movie. And then plus, yeah. you know, every dog has its personality. Yeah, yeah. Is, and, and you can almost, like, I look at this, right, and I see so many items from my childhood. Like, really? I knew yeah. the couple that didn't have a credit card to stay at a hotel, but still went to the hotel. Right. right? And right. he's like, well, let's let us stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seven, and I know you need a credit card. Stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. It really is, because it's... Uh, Oh, yeah, they, happen, you yeah if you wanted to get like serious, uh, you know, get real analytical about it, they're definitely like a cross section of America. I mean, I guess it's, you know, racially, it's pretty homogenous. But like, other than that, you know, all every every dog shower is like a total comes from a totally different world, basically. It yeah. is. It's, it, you know, and, and every it's it's also it, they, they did something really unique. And, and I say it's unique because I just don't see other people doing it they they really position the dogs well with the with the owners oh yeah 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 they're 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 yeah they're all perfectly fit somehow they are his two left feet oh my gosh (laughs) there was a guy in college that i knew he was our security guard he had he wore a tigger onesie and he was our floor ra when i was (laughs) yeah i was what was i was a junior in college and then okay, yeah. Laura R.A. who's younger than me he's wearing a tigger onesie and trying to tell me what to do I was like you keep that up champ <laughs> but he was also security guard and he'd always come into the room and just set his keys down so one day we stole his keys so that we yeah. could eat late, late night after going to the bars we just nice. break into the cafeteria have some nice. fun yeah and we were uh you know we're chatting with him and he goes oh do you guys want to see something cool coming back to the two left feet he could turn his feet outside going backwards almost all the way around. What? 
and walk. So we'd walk heels forward. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's just, unsettling, man. That's yeah, it's unsettling. It's unsettling to see a 280 pound, five foot four man do it too, because then he's the penguin. He's waddling right. with no front toes. <laughs> so you got, oh. he's, he's right. pear shaped and right. <laughs> just crushing like a little weeble one of those weeble wobble dolls yeah oh my god with no front end so you'd bump him and tip right over because you can't bring those feet around that's right (laughs) that uh, takes all kinds the world made out all kinds of people i you know i told the kid i I looked at him i said man if if you how long have you had this talent he's like i've always been able to do it if i was your father i'd have made you play football they wouldn't have to tape your ankles you would have just (laughs) ran rolled your ankles kept trucking (laughs) Yeah, I guess you can't sprain your ankle if you got that no. much mobility in it, right? Yeah. No, no. It's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. What yeah, this is this guy's my favorite. Oh, he's my favorite too. Yeah. The bloodhound. Yeah. Oh, you made me want to get a bloodhound. Right, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted to be him. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, just in a bait store with my dog. Right. North Carolina. <laughs> he's got a good I mean, this is Christopher. So this is Christopher Guest. This is like the sort of the mastermind behind the, this movie and, and the whole the whole Christopher Guest, you know, back to Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really play act in any other movie, very few movies that aren't his own. So I've always respected that as this like a super talented guy, obviously. He's just going to do his own thing. And this character is hilarious. The accent is oh. spot on, but a little bit, a little bit making fun of the accent, but pretty, pretty spot on. Um, he is, it's like he drops in just to flex to let people know he can really act yeah and then yeah. he gets out, then <laughs> and then out. yeah and then you don't see him for just see him 10 years later and something yeah. yeah 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 it's crazy you know it's um and he's hilarious and to play it so dry too you know it's not yeah it's so I good mean, did everyone wear a muzzle you've got to think the, the people filming they're watching this yeah. i don't care what take you're on yeah it's got it's be funny hilarious. yeah it's got to be hilarious it's gotta be so funny <laughs> It's, it's interesting. You got shows, you got things like this, like the dog show, and you really don't have, like, there's not a lot of people rolling in with, with sponsors, right? They're not hitting right. people up like, hey, uh, who brought you in today? Well, Zevia, you know, right. and Miller Light. I don't really watch my figure, but I like to get boozy. Yeah, right. it's, they don't, we don't, you don't have those, uh, no. you don't have that in this environment, right? Unlike yeah. NASCAR or anything else. Yeah, I can't imagine. Maybe there's a handful of people that can like make a living doing this thing, but it's all like sort of, self-financed i'm sure yeah i mean it's just it's disposable income but uh you know yeah. uh and you know i don't think this would be probably the year that you want to uh, go hitting up sponsors for your dog no. show for, no covid and everything happening no but uh it, it does it, it begs the question you know what's the business out there outside of the dog food like let's go regular businesses hmm. what do you think are a couple that would be hilariously awkward good fits for sponsoring <laughs> best in show Oh, to sponsor Best in Show? Oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to oh, do this, you're like, you know what? I'm going to pay for everyone to come in, all the winners from all 50 states. So there's just 50 people coming in. We're going to have some fun. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, okay, so dog food's like the only – I mean, the only thing – what is stuff that furries buy? Like, what's like <laughs> – like like uh with that like foam for costumes or what yeah 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 because i feel like furries would sort of be into dog shows maybe Hmm. Hmm. i don't know any i'd have to ask them what yeah there's not that much money to be made in dogs really you got you got toys you got food you got beds 
Mm-hmm. And then you've got accessories. Accessories. Yeah, leashes Collars, and stuff leashes. like that. The, the, yeah. the dog boots. I launched the a dog. dog. I launched the uh, body glove. Helped create and launch the uh, body glove pet line. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So okay. wetsuits for dogs. So is that for yeah. like taking them surfing? Yeah. So they don't get oh, sunburned. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey. Protects their skin. Protects the little pooches, man. Yeah, you got to keep warm if they're going to be in the in the drink. So you get a body glove come in. You, you, could body have... Glove. you could have body glove come in. I would say, you know, you could do, mm, I'd go bass outlet, like go big, yeah. just oh, big yeah. game. Yeah. Boom, here we go. Hunting, yeah, killing, sure. running. Um, I would, I would have some fun and go after like Revlon with the tagline, can you look as good as your dog? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah. they do have some luscious hair, some of these dogs for sure. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And then I think, I think you've got to have a booze sponsor, but I think it has to be like yellowtail. It's got to be lowbrow. Yeah. I want people the next morning feeling like hot garbage. Right. Just right. (laughs) One too many, uh, one too many of them, you know, see-throughs, wines, Chardonnay, whatever. <laughs> I need those. Right, people. right. But yeah, it's got to be yellowtail because it can't be too, it can't be too, you can't do like Miller Lite or something, right? Yeah. And yeah, and you can't do like a high end wine. So yeah, yellowtail is perfect because people who, like people who are aspiring to go to the show, yellowtail feels like a sophisticated drink to them, possibly, mm-hmm. but it's right there in that sweet spot, you know. It's, it's yeah. cheap enough that almost everyone can afford it. It's from yeah. Australia. So, yeah. hello, yeah. Mike. Right. 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 There is no way. There is no way that they that a couple of these groups in here having some yellowtail aren't just doing Australian accent right out of the hopper, <laughs> just coming in hot. Well, that's, a, that's a fun one to do. Nobody gets offended when you make fun of Australian accent. You know, it's perfect. It's per- the Australians don't care either. It's great. Yeah, it's like the the the. Uh, I wish the you know when it comes to just poking fun at people in general. Yeah, the world would take notes from the yeah. Scottish and the Australians. Yeah, yeah, just roll with it, man. Just or the Polish, it. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been made fun of forever. Right, and it's, they're okay with it. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. They're fine. Yeah. They're good. They got their green golf balls. They're going out there. They're having fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, so you're up in Michigan. Uh, yeah. How are you know, it, everything's different everywhere. So people, if you're listening to this 10 years from now, there was a thing called the pandemic and a little thing called yeah. COVID yeah. came through. Uh, how's your area rebounding? I know, you know, vaccinations are coming out, all this stuff's happening. How are you guys doing? It's weird, man. You know, we were fairly, we were fairly locked down masks and that kind of stuff relative mm-hmm. to other states. I don't know if we were the most locked down and it, the impression I was under is we were doing pretty good with the vaccines, but like our cases are back through the roof for some reason. So I don't totally wow. understand it. I mean, I'm not Did spring come early. Something, something happened. I don't know if it's kids going back to school or, or what, but it seemed like we were doing great for a little while. And then it's just recently in the last, I don't know, two weeks or something, it's, it's it gone, is. started climbing back up. So that sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's a tough thing, uh, you know, but I bring it up because as we talked about earlier, you know, uh, personally, it's affected us all, you know, yeah. in, in all in different ways from newborns to 94 year old grandmothers in Montana yeah. that I took my daughter to go see, right? It's, right. it impacts them, it's impacted us all differently, but yeah. one universal truth 
is that it has impacted um, business across the board, you know, and, and really, and I think that's probably what, what we're going to look at in the long run psychologically is one, how this pandemic impacted us personally, as far as touch and, and communication and, and uh, learning how to be constructive in our words versus a Zoom call or hanging up the phone and then just mm -hmm. hiding in your house and don't worry about it. And right. I don't have to talk that fucker anyways, because guess right. what? I can't go outside. So right. right, right, right. But well, I think we'll honestly look back and go, but the biggest shock in a free country uh, with an, a democratic open uh, economy to have it shut down is, is, uh, is impactful in a lot of ways. So with all that yeah. diatribe and fertile diarrhea, uh, we also, you know, we like to give shout outs to businesses out here and watch men make out with dogs. And uh, <laughs> what are, is there a couple businesses, you know, I, I've done some podcasts with some other people in Michigan. Uh, my buddy, Chris okay. Howard is, was a starting running back for the Wolverines back in the day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last time they won a national championship, Chris was nice. in the backfield. No way. Okay. Right Doing on. work. Yeah. You know, I got, I got some friends up in Ann Arbor and areas, but okay. um, yeah. for you, yeah. Uh, now let me think of who um i've been I, I should say i've been super fortunate uh my day job is in an essential industry and so we didn't slow down for a second and my yeah. my wife was able to to work from to pivot to working from home and it's worked out just so we've been very fortunate that and none of us got sick and and all of that so you know i i have nothing but gratitude for for how well it's gone for me and, and the people immediately in my you know immediate proximity um but i do know some people who it necessarily hasn't been as easy for you know mm -hmm. um the first one that jumps to mind is uh, a good friend of mine she makes beautiful candles and soaps um she has a, a new baby with with her husband who's also a friend of mine um earth fairy apothecary so you can just look Ooh. at that up on Etsy. etsy almost said itsy which is like a whole nother website i don't know what they sell uh, but earthberry apothecary she sells wonderful stuff she's really good at it um candles soaps all that kind of stuff and and it goes to a good cause so um yeah so that's the first one that pops to mind and other earthberry? than that it's just like go, what's that earthberry apothecary i'll tell you what you fill out earthberry and ap and it comes right up there okay yeah yeah there it is I'll put yeah. a link in the uh, in the description. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, they would appreciate that. Tag them in the in the um, in the uh, post as well. Yeah, awesome. Who else you got? You got anybody else that comes to mind? Oh man, um, geez, you know, it, I feel like I should have more, but it's been everybody in my close in my circle, which is unfortunately small, has been has been pretty good. Um, the one thing I guess I would say is. Hmm. Well, no, I can't think of any, man. Uh, <laughs> go support a local restaurant because this is the one thing I know where people are hurting bad is people are bouncing back from from, you know, people who were bartenders and waiters and all that kind of thing. I went out to a bar for the first time uh, this past weekend. It's been the first time in probably a year. And, you know, I gave the guy a nice fat tip and 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 you know not to not to boast or anything about that but just like i could feel this connection where like he looked at me and there was this sense of like man hopefully that we're hopefully i can get back like hopefully you could tell there had been 
the 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 pandemic had not been good to him we chatted Mm -hmm. for a second or whatever and um so yeah go out and support people lay out fat tips if you're having people deliver stuff to your house put a you know put a little bit extra in there that sort of thing um everybody's just trying to get through this thing for sure yeah it's tough you know it's i think there are uh there are some industries and businesses that have really really done well right and they've succeeded and um you know I, I, I firmly believe in my heart there's a responsibility on them to, to give back when, yeah, they, I agree. when yeah. they succeeded as, as much yeah. as they have. And then, you know, you, uh, to, like you, I mean, I have a lot of friends in the beer industry. Okay. I'm always supporting people at Fourth Tap and Independence Brewing uh, here in Austin, Texas. They've got great point of sale. They also they make great beer. You know, yeah. uh, when I was up in Montana, my uh, my cousin has a buddy who runs this new brewery in downtown Townsend, Montana. You know, we got okay. a couple. It's, it's we had a couple people out there that that we know, and it's it's gorgeous, man. It's oh, beautiful, Montana. great, and yeah. Ted makes good beer. And yeah. because of the cutbacks and everything, he only hires teachers. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. So you know, he'll only open after school's closed. Okay. And he hires teachers. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's like, hey, yeah. trust them. And B, yeah. you know, uh, they've all seen their pain and they're getting more tips and they're yeah. recognized and they're seeing the parents out. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting. So it's cool. That's a cool move for sure. I think there's cool things to do. There's an idea I want to I run by you. You seem like a smart guy. I think this would be fun. Um, right. There's a guy out there named Richard Turner. That name Fascinating individual. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. He is the foremost expert in card mechanics in the world. So we can card, card, me- card mechanics. Yeah. So you can manipulate okay. a deck of cards. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can seal deck of cards, hand it to him. He'll open it up and he'll shuffle it and be like, what card do you want to see and when? Okay. okay. So he's, he's a wizard. He, the yeah. national magic society won some inter, you know, fame award, like lifetime achievement award and all this other stuff. First card mechanic ever to win. Okay. Absolutely fascinating individual. Um, so he's not really allowed in places like Las Vegas, obviously, because, you know, yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's easy, right. But he does support and help out with the security and understanding everything. And so he lives close to me. So I want to invite him up and do a poker game where can you beat Richard in poker? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Here's the kicker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. by the way, Richard has a black belt in karate and still travels all over the world. Uh, showing card tricks, working at the Magic Castle and everything else. But here's okay. the kicker. Yeah. Richard's blind. Really? <laughs> now, Brad, here's Wait, my question. Has he always been blind? Like, did he develop this skill when being blind the entire yes. time? Wow. Okay. Here's the question. Hmm. Set up a private poker game, right? Giving back to the restaurant industry, let's say. Yeah. Crown Royal, Budweiser. Get your best poker player in Texas. Right. Get the best ones. Right. Bring him to Austin. I want to bring yeah. Richard up. Yeah. Do and I so, tell yeah. them that he's blind? I think, you know what? I think you pull that <laughs> off in some time in the third act. You know, he's, he's like, wearing sunglasses. Yeah. He's, you, know, you tell him he's a card mechanic. I mean, obviously, that's got to be part of the draw is that he's this, you know, he's this legendary card mechanic. That's definitely mm-hmm. got to be part of it. But yeah, I think you, I think you hold off, man, just, uh, just for dramatic effect. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're, yeah. you're one of the best poker players. Right. And this guy's just, you know, 
just well, he, he's clearly he's he's basically told you he's cheating but you mm -hmm. can't tell right yeah. like yeah yeah jason That's... would you like me to get four of a kind and these guys get nothing <laughs> Right. right. Like me to get a, a royal flush every time. Right. You're just oh, yeah. You're telling him the hand. You're telling him the hand to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. He's That's telling amazing. the cards he's thrown to him. You have two twos. It's not going to work. I have four fours. Huh? That's amazing. That's. I mean, I gotta wonder what the what the what it looks like in his head, like how he's processing that. Because so I asked. I, him. Yeah. It's crazy. So it? he sees lines and wisps of color. Okay. So I sent him an email, we chatted back and forth, and then I sent him my phone number, we talked really quick, and he gave me directions to his house, drove down. Okay. Yeah. Heard my voice, he thought blue. Oh, you so, see, okay. So when yeah. I walked in, it in his mind, there was like a cloud of blue that came up. So wow. he knew I was there. Yeah, yeah. When he looks down at his hands, he sees lines of color where his fingers are. Yeah. And what he tells me is he just sees the cards. That's amazing, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, and this is—he's got a documentary out called Delt. Check it out. It's on okay, Delt. yeah, I will definitely look into that, man. I'm—I'm I'm really. I mean, I don't have any skill in that regard, but I'm really interested in like magic and card card tricks and all that. That's I'm just cool. blown away, and blown away. I mean, this dude—he loves—he's he, so tactical with his cards and just moving mm -hmm. and keeping in tune with his hands. Yeah. On the wedding night with his wife, they were consummating their relationship, and she thought she heard something. Mm -hmm. And with his one free hand, he was doing cards. Oh my God. He was doing cards. <laughs> that reminds me of like, did you ever watch Seinfeld? Uh, and George gets the, uh, when George starts to develop a fetish for like deli meat. Yes. <laughs> it's just like he can't help himself. He's just, she's like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. Nothing. Oh, well, yeah. Is that mustard? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sort of like that. Oh man. But uh, yeah. yeah, so it's clearly like a whole sensory experience. I think with that thing with the color, they call that synesthesia, if I'm not mistaken. And there's been a bunch of these people who like your your senses get crosswired somehow. And so, yeah, you'll like sounds will have and, and people who have normal vision will have this, too, where you'll you'll see colors. You'll taste. You'll um. You'll you'll basically see sounds, and you will taste sounds sometimes, or you'll have tactical sensations from seeing things. Like it's just a. It's just like some weird, um, short circuiting of of the of the neural pathways for your senses. It's pretty interesting. That's fascinating, and it, you know, it shows exactly how little we know of the brain, right? Right. How yeah, we process I, things, why we process certain things one way and not the other, and yeah, well. Yeah, and if you can see sounds, right? If there's a way to wire things so you can see sounds, that to me suggests that what you're seeing now doesn't necessarily have to be what's actually there. Sure. Right? Because it, like sounds don't have a, a visual aspect to me whatsoever. So if they can't, you know, so it means that like all of the stuff you're actually experiencing is your brain's kind of making it up yeah, <laughs> to right? some extent. Yeah. There was um there was a thing that I forget who said this, and I don't know how they verified this, right? But they were taught, there was a talking to the brain and not seeing things or making things up. Yeah. They showed someone a video from a year prior that they didn't know they were being taped they were in a crowd. Mm. And they watched it for five minutes, like, cool video. It's like, you were in it. And until they were yeah. told they were in it or that they knew they were in it, they couldn't yeah. find themselves. Wow. They couldn't yeah. see themselves. Right, 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 right. They just didn't even register. 
didn't even register. Yeah, because you were you're in some different pattern seeking mode. You're not looking at individuals, probably. Your brain's at like some like higher level. We're gonna process people in a mass instead of yeah. looking for yeah. That's that's pretty wild. So you just go face blind to it, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the brains are so in this craziness. Are we alive or are we in a simulation? <laughs> oh man, you're going right up my alley now. Uh, a little bit of both, man. No, I, you know, I don't know. The simulation theory is really interesting, and there's some really smart people who subscribe to it, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't see how the simulation theory stuff is that much different than like God created the universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that's wrong either. I'm not, no, no dogs in the, no, you know, no dogs in this fight really. But like, mm -hmm. it just seems like instead you just made him a computer programmer. And why is that different? Yeah. I don't see it being totally different, I guess, but it is yeah. interesting. There is something like, when it's suggested to you that you're just like part of a computer simulation, there is something eerie and creepy about it for sure. Is it eerie? Is it, I mean, yeah, I see it eerie and creepy in the fact that I, I wonder, is it because I now do I have my own drive? Right. Cause everybody wants to think they have free will. Right. So yeah. like that to you suggests like, I'm just like a bit of code. So then like, are any of these things that I feel or I'm motivated by, or like are all those just code too? And it's really, yeah, it makes you feel like you're an android or something. Yeah, and then you think about everything else around you, right? Then what do what do relationships mean if I'm in a simulation? Right. What, is, what does kind of life mean if I'm if I'm in a simulation? Right, right. Whereas it almost seems like the smart thing to do if you're in a simulation is quite simply just to make people think they're not, so that they can do things, right? right so that. Right. You know, you, you create those aspects of faith, of desire, of want. Right. You know, the hardest thing then is diving back in to figure out if you're in a simulation or not, is figure out why you desire something. Right, right. Right? Figure out the truth behind desire, and I think you find the truth behind if we're in a simulation. In a simulation or not, right, right. Is it feed into some higher purpose, or are you just, is it just a sort of a biological program that, you know, you desire this thing because it feeds into some feeds into some other mechanism to move resources from one place to the other or something like that. Yeah. But, but I think it's all kind of goes to the, to the, okay. So if it's simulated, what is the intent of the simulator, right? What are they trying to, is it just for like their entertainment, like gladiators in a Coliseum or like, you know, they, are they trying to, or this this simulator? Are they trying to? Uh, do you know who Grant Morrison is, the yeah. comic books writer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one thing he said is he had some vision when he was in Nepal or something where he interacted with these entities, and they told him that they put humans in time because in time was the only way that you could learn and grow. I'm not saying that's what's going on, but like maybe that's what the simulators are doing. They've reached some thing where like they're omnipotent and everything's now pointless. And so they're like, we want to have beings that grow and learn and maybe they won't make the mistake, same mistakes we made and who knows. Right. Yeah. So there could be, there could be like a deep purpose to the simulation itself. We've gone from code to 
basically a really beautifully organic farm and people are trying to figure out whether horse shit or pig shit grows the fucking potatoes right <laughs> yeah no that's a good analogy right 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 that's a, it's a it's a good farm but maybe you should just like sit on the porch and enjoy it from time yeah. to time yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly no it's it's it, it's always a fascinating discussion with to, to talk about i always bring it up because one i like to see where people's perspectives are and some sure. people are you know i talked to my friend joy She's a, she's got a doctorate. She's very religious. You know, she's mm-hmm. teaches at a Christian university. Uh, you know, so she's got an opinion on it and it's, no, it's not a simulation. We got the great creator. Here you go. And Jesus right. died on the cross and bada boom, bada bing. There you go. Right. And then you have others who are like, I don't fucking care. I just want to enjoy <laughs> life. Right. Right. I want to cloud fair. my brain with this. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those are fair takes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like when I first started coming across it, I was pretty interested in it, but like, I've done like a lot of reading on old religions, Gnosticism and things like that. And to me, it was like, oh, so they just came up with another analogy for what people have been, you know, some people have been saying for thousands of years, basically. Mm-hmm. They just, 2000 years ago, they didn't have a computer. So they couldn't make that analogy of like, you know, this is what people do about when they're trying to analogize for what consciousness is to, mm-hmm. it always matches whatever the latest technology is. So like, in the 1800s or whatever, you would have somebody saying, well, the human mind is like a very advanced steam engine. (laughs) And then like later on, it's like, well, it's like a television, you know, you receive this stuff and you have this output. And now we think of the consciousness as a computer because that's what we've got. But like, we're just always taking the most advanced thing we can and trying to explain the stuff we can't explain with that as a tool. So now it's like, we got AI and like these really advanced computers. So it's like, well, maybe that's what creation's like, you know, but I don't. I'll tell you what, I think we're going to know what creation's like when, when the thing that we're monitoring does what the brain did. And quite simply, the brain in the greatest of everything gave itself a name. Yeah, yeah. So Turn that it could name everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So when AI comes out and it goes, my name's Bob. Right. But it creates whatever it's created as its name. Yeah. Then I think we should be concerned. Yeah, and it's get, it's sort of getting there too. Like, um, they unplugged one because yeah, it they started, did. She started. She became racist or something. Yeah, and they, but then she was racist with another computer, and they were like just and they were creating their own language and and they were combating and it was. I shouldn't think it's funny that the computer became racist. But there's something about that's hilarious. They put it on the internet for like a day, and then it was racist. Yeah. Not, yeah because yeah the, i don't even <laughs> it, i think it's hilarious because all these people that you know don't that, that, that sit there and hide behind a private locked screen yeah. and then throw hate at you yes and then the yeah. computer looks at it yeah now, yeah hate, that's exactly what it was it was a commentary on us as yeah. people more than uh, you know the grossness of our insides. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like taking it to the dumps to a to a to a dump. I mean, like, hey, this is a yeah. restaurant. And it's like this what? is a restaurant. So yeah, go ahead and make a yeah, create a <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Let's get after it. Let's have some fun. Right, right, right. Right. I mean, it's yeah. just it's it's nuts. But I but I, I think I love, they're gonna happen. There, they're though. coming. There's a voice, there's a chat, sort of a chat bot. What is it called? I tried to get access to it at one point, but it's kind of hard gpa3 or something like that gpd 
I can't, I'm, I'm blanking on what the name of it is, but you could ask it these like fairly deep questions and it would come back with like a paragraph of text and it would be unique text to your question. And it seemed really? to have like its own individual perspective. Like it was, this is kind of weird to read some of these. I think it's GPT-3, I want to say. I'll have to, I'll have to tell my friend about that. So I got this, uh, one of my friends, she's now uh, over at 60 Minutes. She had this great podcast in peace on um, on artificial intelligence as friends. Oh man, yeah. Because this this security expert came on and he goes, "This is our greatest threat mm. to national security." The the AI is being people's friends yeah. because they can emotionally manipulate you. And if you had, let's say, you very popular app, let's use like Instagram, right? Yeah, a couple hundred yeah. million downloads. Yeah. With the stroke of a key, you can make a couple hundred million people depressed. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. And she went through the process of making a virtual friend and it scanned all of her social, all of her social channels. And then was just like, hey, Lori, it's so good to see you this morning. I hope you have a great day. And don't forget to get that cup of coffee. Right. Right. Run right. Late. And she yeah, said, but then it's, no. yeah. And it starts to know you, right? And then it will ask you specific questions and it'll, yeah. But she got busy. Right, right. And it came to her and goes, why are you ignoring me? Whoa. <laughs> no, bro. That's yeah. creepy. That's creepy. It's like, you know, you haven't talked to me in a while. Maybe yeah. this song, you know, uh, uh, today's a sad day for you two years ago. Here's yeah. a song to cheer you up or oh. here's a song that might remind you of this memory. I mean, just yeah. Well, and then how far is that from being so like it's got your schedule and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like how far is that thing? You stop paying attention to me, Bob. How far is that from like it actively tries to screw something up so you pay attention to it? Just like a kid does sometimes, right? Yeah. Like if you're ignoring a kid too much, they'll break something sometimes just to get you to look at them. I mean, wh why, would, why wouldn't the AI do that, right? Sure. Yeah. So it starts screwing with you just so you interact with it. And then, you know, and that's what, two steps away from extortion of some kind, right? Like emotional extortion. Oh. Yeah. And it's, and it's weird to think that it's looking at you as a puzzle piece to figure out. Yeah. And we're looking at it as a buddy. Right, right, right. Not okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I, it unnerves me. I don't really want to be, I don't want to be as plugged in as I am, to be honest. And it's, it's the idea that I'm going to have that I'm going to have an AI buddy of some sort or an assistant of some kind, even like, I don't, I don't like it. Also, I'm a big softy. So as soon as it started like showing any kind of humanity, I'd probably fall for it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm with you. I just, I get a little scared. I'm super tentative about yeah. all of that voice recognition. Yeah. Oh, I don't use any of that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm out. I don't, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, there was a guy, um, the, a guy who was on the podcast, he's out of, he's Danish, tags me in this post, and it's my face over all these other faces. Oh, God. Like over Tom Brady, you know, it's, yeah. it's I'm in a cartoon, <clears throat> I'm fighting Jean Claude Van Damme, I'm Chuck Norris, I mean, all of this stuff. And he yeah. just put this whole video together. He's like, dude, check this out. I did this, right. you know, I was sitting on the toilet. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> I was like, I, it's, it looks good to me. I'm like, compared yeah. to the pipe, but it looks yeah. good to me. And then all I'm thinking is, dude, at what point when someone's really good at this, can we no longer trust the news? 
Well, see, that's I think we're already kind of at that point, sort of. Like, I'm not saying I don't trust anything I see, but like, if if a video came out of somebody doing something scandalous, right? Mm-hmm. And the next day they said that was a deep fake. I, I I mean, that wasn't me. I mean, maybe it was. Like, there's enough reasonable doubt in there, right? That like, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, Joe Biden or whoever, you know, some video comes out and and, it, and the next day their defense is that's a deep fake. I might believe him. I don't know. And so yeah, then at that point, it's like, yeah, what do you trust? What is what is actually happening? I mean, you didn't talk about like the post truth era. Like we're to the point where like, can you even verify anything? Like, yeah, I mean, we've what I've done 170 some odd episodes. I probably yeah. said every word. Yeah, you've got enough. There's enough. And they don't even need to know every word anymore. Apparently, they can algorithmically derive like your detailed speech patterns and then they can just generate. Um, I know a little while ago it was like they needed like three hours of, spe- of just talking about anything and they could pretty much derive you saying anything. Oh, my gosh. See, yeah. that's and then who do you trust to find out if it's fake or not? The AI that created it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, well, your point of it's a kid. Oh, well, you know what? I'm not telling you. Right. All you do is <laughs> right. ask me to do your shit that you don't understand. Right. You never go out to dinner. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm always helping you out. You don't do anything for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why? You're trying to make these things, you know, we're trying to make these things more and more and more sophisticated, trying to give them more and more like a personality and think, you know, we think we're, we think we're trying to make it think like us, but like... I don't know if you necessarily want that, you know, there's a, there's some danger there because it could, once it hits a certain point, it could rapidly, rapidly get way more intelligent than we are. And then, and then I don't, at that point, we can't even unplug it. Like, I don't even, we wouldn't know what to do. It's smarter than us. I think, you know, I think there's a, uh, I call it uh, intelligence, you know, and and wisdom. Yeah. AI always be intelligent. Yeah, right. yeah. It will, AI will always know that a tomato was a fruit. Right, always. right. Yeah. But it'll also put that tomato in a fruit salad and fuck it up. Right, right. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right, yeah. And we have a, we have a knack, we have a thing. And I, and I don't think all of us do because I don't, I don't think there are, I don't think there are enough countries that instill or inspire speaking. And I was talking to a friend about this and he said, two things are very interesting. He goes, I'm not scared of AI. I'm not scared of Russia. I'm not scared of China. Yeah. And I said, why? It's really because everyone else is terrified. <laughs> yeah. Those three things don't have the one thing that's been running this show since the jump. Hmm. I said, do tell. And he goes, religion. Hmm. Hmm. Goes, if you want to be scared, <laughs> be scared of the Christians and be scared of the Muslims because they have a track record of blood and fighting based on the principle of something they don't understand. It, right. Stalin had a principle he understood. You didn't have to like it, but it yeah. was simple and straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. And it can, and it, those ideologies can lead to some dangerous behavior. Cause it's got like, it's got a built in self justifying sort of, if you think of a religion as like a piece of software, it has a built-in self-justification program. You know, it can always tell itself, it can always convince itself it was doing the right thing. 
which is creep, which is can lead to, can lead to well terrible things that we've seen for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a that's a good point. But I think the one thing about AI is there's. I think the one thing about AI is what scares me about it is it gets to a degree in which there's nothing you can do about it. Like the religion, you know, you get a, a, you can fight a, you can fight a war with other human beings who have radically different ideologies than you. And maybe it's bloody and destructive and catastrophic, but like ultimately you can push against it somehow. If you've got like a uh, malevolent superintelligence that operates every computer on the planet, I mean, maybe you can get into a bomb shelter and hide it, hide out. Like, I don't know what you do, you know, because anything you would do, it, it would have control of in some in some fashion. So, yeah, I mean, I see your point, but like I also, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's also a changing of the guard, which is why Star Trek and Star Wars don't have religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about science fiction movies. They have yeah. one thing in common, no church. That's true, yeah, they yeah. They jumped that shark, which is, yeah. it's, you know, I, I tell that to, to my sci-fi friends that are, you know, super Christians, like, well, it's yeah. I'm like, no, 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 y'all aren't there. <laughs> y'all, you didn't yeah, I don't know that we can ever get rid of it though. I don't I, like, and, and I don't know that we should personally, but like mm -hmm. just speaking theoretically, like, I don't know. I think the thing is, I think humans will always replace it with something and mm -hmm. it might, it, if it doesn't fit into the conventional boxes of what we call religion, we might not recognize it as religion. But like, I think there is like a, a there is a thing in human beings not all of us and we all have it to varying degrees that needs something like that mm -hmm. um i mean a, a weird thing has happened there's been obsessional politics over the last like 10 years and whatever side of it you're on generally people seem to be obsessed with it now and to me i feel like that is a little bit of a religion just whether Democrat or Republican or whatever it's not it's like not yeah, even it's, about it's that it's inconsequential it's yeah it, it's just like the the obsessive focusing on it and thinking it matters in every single context imaginable right mm -hmm. like thinking that it matters somehow when like you're just talking to your neighbor about like who's gonna pay for the fence you know somehow that's a political con you know that seems to me like a religious it fits in the same yeah. spot in the brain as a religion is this writing oh, thing i 100 percent agree with you yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely true i mean that that part of the brain is is now being dominated by politics. Is politics are doing it well. I mean, if they you are. think about the last president and the border issue, and yeah. not picking sides here, folks. So you guys, yeah. are like, oh, what about? <laughs> Listen to the lighthearted dumb analogy and then move on. Yeah, I will hear that out. Shit yeah. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> you know, psychos. Um, but oh, <laughs> this guy's hammering up fucking shit. Oh, it's so good. They have to take over. The, just before this, a little while before this, he packed seven kimonos. They're yeah. going to be like, oh, we're going to be in Philly for 48 hours. Like, you're right. I need eight kimonos. It's just <laughs> hammering shit into the wall. I'm like, I travel. It's not okay. But still, please keep doing it. I love it. Mud mask on. Yep. Yep. No, so it was, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. 
No, you were talking about uh, the president, former president and the oh, border yeah. issue. So you got the former president, you know, and what happens is there's a thing at the border and everyone's like, oh, these people aren't being taken care of rightly. We've got, we've got a border issue. You're not, yeah. you know, the, the press can see it. You're walking around there. You're a horrible human being. I hope you die. And then right. the Republicans come out and they're like, hey, listen, we're doing the best we can. This yeah. is a, this was established pre-Obama. I mean, this, right. is, this is, we're just following the rules. Right. Leave us alone. Now you got a new president and the Republicans are like, hey, we're just following the rules. Like, I can't believe he's caging up kids. Right. There is a war at the border. This is terrifying. Right. Solve this. And then the Democrats are like, hey, listen, you can't let right. the press in right now. Just yeah. trust me. Okay. It's going to be okay. And right. actually, it's really good conditions. It's not that right. bad. Right. But, but on the ground, nothing actually changed. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And, that was. That's, that's kind of weird. That's yeah. Right, right. It's just like, well, I will just take whatever the facts are and I will fit them into the 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 program, the thought programming that I've already subscribed to. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're kind of off it, it makes sense because you're 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 offsetting, you're you're externalizing your need to actually problem solve. And so you just put it on the program that you already subscribed to and you know, it makes life easier in some ways, but yeah. I don't know if ultimately it's all that good for you. I, I mean, I think it's horrible for you. I, you know, I will always talk politics and religion with people only to educate them that it's okay to talk about them. Yeah. As long as you understand that you're both wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have always, I just tell friends, I don't believe in anything more than 80%. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so I I lean into stuff, but mm -hmm. that, no, I'm oh, everything is always open to open to being sort of manip, I, you know. I do 4052. You know what that is? No, what's that? So 4052 it's, it's a business principle, but I put okay. on religion and politics. Yeah. When you're sitting in a boardroom and you're deciding big decisions, that's yeah. a 90 10 decision, or you're 80 20, right? Yeah. 80 90 percent is like this is a home run. 10 percent, mm, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Yes, Gene, sign the check, let's go. Now yeah. there's the 48.52, right? Mm. So you've got a 4% swing here. That's small. Small. Yeah. But we're branding. So what font are we going to use? What right. if it's bolded? Does it look good bolded fonted that way? <laughs> go back to Courier New. What shade right. of blue? And then we've got the yeah. dark blue. We've got the dark hue blue that's Turanian. And then we have a dark blue <laughs> Turkish. Now the Turkish in the wrong sunlight can actually look kind of like a green, which we all know with some of our customers. Mm, right. <laughs> right. 90-10. Yeah. How are you? We take no brain damage on whatsoever on the biggest decisions of our lives. Yeah. Religion, politics. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Or I vote R. Right. D, I vote D. You're just right. You yeah. no appreciation for the nuance and complexity in any way, shape, or form. Right. No, you're right. But we'll argue about like what color the carpet or the curtains. Yes. <laughs> or what color pants a president wore. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, right. So right. Tell us, let's let's uh, bounce out of this really quick and tell me um, as as they're getting ready for the dog show, they're doing oh, yeah. chaos. Give me a chaotic dog story. Give me a good one of your pups going nuts oh man so this is uh i could give you one from the new dogs but i give you one for a, a dog guy used to have so i lived in i lived in boise idaho for a number of years uh with my brother 
and uh, <clears throat> he had rescued this dog, this lab, uh, golden lab, I don't know, yellow lab, I guess it is. It was kind of a mutt too, but mostly yellow lab, huge dog, like 110 pound dog when it was full, was full grown. <laughs> and, uh, and this dog, he rescued it from a truck stop. So he named this dog truck. And this dog was a monster. Like I'm talking over the course of its lifetime, probably fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in property damage. This dog did what? Total sweetheart, but like ruined computers. Like um, would chewed through the motorcycle seat. All of this stuff, right? Like it was constantly doing things like this. But one time, we um, my, so my brother and I you know, we're very close. We're good friends. And we'd gone out to, we'd like gone out to the bar and we left the dog in the house, big dog. Right. And he was about hitting full size at this point. And there's a lightning storm. Right. So we, we hurry back and, you know, we had a couple pops or whatever. And so we had to walk home, walk home in the rain, thunders rattling. And we come, we walk in the door. And the first thing my brother notices is that the doorknob had teeth marks in it. So the dog had like crunched the doorknob with his teeth, right? And we're looking around for him and like there's kind of some couch fluff around. I'm like trying to figure out what's going on and we walk around to the living room and I hear a thump, 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 thump. And this is truck wagging his tail, but I can't find him. I don't know where he's at. And finally I turn to flip the light on and I look and truck has eaten his way inside of the couch in order to hide from this lightning storm. He's just like chewed holes in it and torn cushioning, like padding and everything out so he could climb down in between the couch springs and hide out in there. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good, he was a good boy. <laughs> That's a great name for a dog too. It is. He had, a big, he, had a, he had a head like a trailer hitch. He's a big, big dog. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I Do you love have it. any dogs, Jason? Yeah, I got a basset hound sitting over here, and uh, I've nice. had dogs my whole life. Been raised raised around them yeah. my whole life. So, yeah. well, yeah, I'll tell you one. So, let me, uh, yeah, give me one. So, my buddy Regan, he uh, writer out in LA, short stories, movies, the okay. whole thing. He uh, every time I'd go to LA, I'd always stay with Regan. We became fast friends, and I would just you know go. I'm in Hollywood. I'm spend, I'm gonna go up, have a bottle of wine or two with him. I'll just wake up at three in the morning and drive back down to Newport. It was crash out. Yeah. Moved out of the area, and when I'd fly in to do business in LA, he's like, "No, I'll stay at my girlfriend's house. You, you go and just uh, stay at my place. Here's my keys." So I got a key to his place. Everything. He also rescued dogs, and he had told me he had rescued this uh, this pit bull. And it had been a bait dog. So James was, he was actually, he wouldn't fight. So they would tie him to a tree and the other dogs would attack him. Oh God. Just tragic. He would hear a man's voice and piss and throw up. That's how yeah. scarred this dog was. And he was about 38 pounds. Yeah. Jeez. So the worst of the worst, they're going to put this dog down. Yeah. And uh, Regan gets a call and he said, Hey, would you uh you want to try this dog and he couldn't get within six feet of the dog hmm. he would move the dog would move and it was just yeah. a of chest so just staying far away finally gets the dog into the car and get him to his apartment and for two days the dog stays up just watching regan move finally the third night regan says he hears this sigh like the longest loudest just sigh hmm. like the dog knew it was home 
Fast forward a couple months, the dog's slowly rehabbing, but is a fucking wreck and right. shitty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and trauma makes sense. Look at people and be like, when I'm healthy enough, ripping out throats, and I'm right. okay with it. I'm not even mad at the dog. Right, right. But he's this beautiful sweetheart, and so we uh, we're hanging out, and I'm in LA. Every time I'd come over to Regan's, I'd bring some booze, yeah. a couple of pops, yeah. and treats for the dogs. Mm-hmm. I got a key, so yeah. he hasn't told me all everything about James, and I don't even know if James is at the house. Mm-hmm. But I know he's got a couple dogs there. Mm-hmm. So I just kick open the door and I'm like, what's up? Who's got champagne and dog treats? This motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm just screaming it. And I'm kind of like I'm at a rock concert. Right. And I slowly <laughs> see him. He's like, no. And he's just like, oh, man, dude, please, no. <laughs> Running out to, from his kitchen. And I kick a chair around. And I right. sit down. And I'm like, where are my puppies? Right. And James comes running around the corner and jumps up into my lap. Regan was like, you know what? I I hate you. I've spent months with this dog so I can (laughs) pet it on the head. I feed it meat every day. Like I'm going broke. I'm getting, it's drinking whole milk. Right. From a a broad dairy farm. And you just want you just stroll in and, and not even like just loud, you know, just no, doing just your a thing. Drunk, loud asshole came in and the dog's like, Well, there's my guy. That it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That isn't well, even I, I would I want to hear like the hor- the what is that guy, the Oscar, the dog whisperer? I want to hear him explain how why that uh, works. Yeah, I mean, well now fast forward ten years. Yeah. Regan's girl is this amazing photographer. I mean, she's like legit LA photographer. Okay. My daughter is six years old. She's a good friend. Oh, not at the time, please, honey. And she's a she's become friends through FaceTime with James. Okay. Yeah. She reads him stories. He writes her letters. Go back and forth, back and forth. I take her out to LA. She gets a photo shoot done with James. Cool. Yeah. Gorgeous photos. We spend the whole day at the park with handsome James Ferdinand and his little friend, Annabelle, a three-legged pug that hates everybody except for my kid. I mean, people walk within five feet of that pug and and you're like, hey, man, listen, I don't know what your problem is. I have beef jerky. My daughter walks in. She's like, that's a cute dog. And once again, Regan's like, lose a hand. Right, right. And Annabelle just slides over on three legs and crawls into her lap. Oh my God, you guys have got some kind of weird dog vibes. Sometimes with with some hurt dogs, but she is sitting down. We're staying at the Hotel Roosevelt and my daughter is walking through a five-star hotel with now a 110-pound pit bull on a leash. She's like, this is my friend James. You want to say hi? And people are like, what is, I mean, only an hour. Right, right, right. Then he becomes a certified, this, this story is like it's made up. It's not. Yeah. James becomes a certified therapy dog, the first as a pit bull for the LA Children's Hospital. What? James has been to like 10 funerals of kids who have died from cancer. And he's wow. been to like 20 parties where the kids are like, uh, where's James? Like, I'm not doing my I beat cancer party without that's handsome James Ferdinand. That's crazy. He's so, so he, popular at that hospital. Yeah. They made him trading cards like a baseball card. 
Regan's in the elevator going to see some kids that requested to see James, some as they were passing on, some as they were getting better. And he gets on the elevator and there's a surgeon's got his hands up, gloves, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nurse, floor five. Nurse pushes the floor and he goes, nurse, uh, front pocket, please show this gentleman. She reaches up to his front pocket and pulls it up and it's handsome James playing card (laughs) in the surgeon's pocket because the kid he's going to do surgery on loves James. Loves James. Wow. Wow. That's that's a miraculous story of transformation for this talk. I'm telling you. We should all have such a uh, such a moment of growth in our lives, I guess. That's amazing. Yeah, growth. I mean, that's... Whew. That's 180 degrees. That's amazing. Yeah. Absolute, yeah. Absolutely amazing. It's uh, huh. none of my doing. I just got to witness it all and was blessed to see right. as much as I did. That's that's That gives me hope for, you know other dogs that, that, that seem a little rough around the edges, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It, it gives hope and insight for not only dogs that are rough around the edges, but I think for us to learn capacity, for yeah. us to learn more passion, for us to learn more understanding and, and forgiveness. Yeah. Quite yeah. honestly. I mean, yeah. if you know, we might not all have the temperament that a handsome James has, but he wasn't put in an environment of that temperament. Right. Right. So, it, it, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. this movie is a, is, is a dichotomy of that. I mean, she's in the toy store right now. Do you have the busy beat? Right. She starts beat. freaking out on her. And she just loses her shit. And by the yeah. way, she's the perfect person to lose her shit. Right. Yeah. She really, she's not a fucking bee. It's a bear. Moron. Right. And start killing people. He's got wings, you know. Right, right. Come on. Be costume. But it's yeah, that level, and you know, it kind of ties back after the year that we've had, and and talking about business and giving back and understanding is mm-hmm. having that patience is is learning that lost art. Yeah, you know, I, I, I the optimistic part of me, not even the optimistic part of me, the part of me that you know loves human beings. It's like. I hope that when all the COVID stuff, we do snap back to something like normal, that we all are so excited to be out and with other human beings again, that we kind of put down a lot of like the division and bitterness and all of that. And, you know, just we're all just we're all just so happy to see each other that it becomes this moment of like of uh, this kind of kumbaya moment. And we all just say oh man isn't it good that we got through that and that sucks that you know all all the heartbreak that so many people had to go through but like it's good to see you and let's and you know let's not argue about masks or no masks or you know blah 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 blah. it's over um let's move on and, you know i love you brother i love you sister you that's know right. yeah right. i hope i hope that's what we were able to do but i think we're going to be able to because i don't think we can run this hot this long no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just, you just, you just can't run that. Oh, for some reason, my phone just rang. It's on silent, and there's certain numbers that when they call, they come through. Huh? That's technology, and I got to figure it out. <laughs> As the person who invented caller ID spoofing, I got to figure that. Technology. You invented caller ID spoofing. Yeah. Man, that's what... where it's made the front page of the New York Times. Is that right? Okay, tell me about this, man. What is called? What was okay? So first, well, maybe your audience may already know about this, but what is caller ID spoofing? So what we did a little differently. So we didn't invent the the act of caller ID spoofing, which was generally done through a computer. Okay. 
I had a, this is old. This is showing my age a little bit. Uh, I had a sidekick. I remember sidekicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I had the legit sidekick. Yeah. And uh, I could call from my cell phone to yours and have whatever I want show up. I can have 666 show up. I could have your mom's phone number show up. Really? I controlled what you saw in your caller ID. That's wild. So, but you were calling, were you like calling to your computer and then doing something and the computer was calling? No. It was just, it was session or protocol, uh, set based call forwarding. So you just ping, huh. just route. Okay. So it would, it would call a server to give a pause so that, so the line stayed open. Okay. So I would type in my phone number, right? Yeah. And well, this was before apps. So, you know, we didn't have an app, but it just, I just dialed it. Remember, I'd type in your number and then I'd type in mine and it would ping a server to give a pause. And then that pause, I would type in uh, whatever number I wanted to show up on your screen. Wow. Okay. And then that would complete the circuit. And then what we would do is own the continuation on our side of the yeah. full loop of the conversation. And, you, and it, yeah, just boop. Interesting. So you were you were sort of stepping in at a time in a point in the process that your the phone would normally send its number as like a handshake kind of thing like that's yeah. what you interesting to think so the phone company that the handshake happened yeah and then i could own the caller id moving forward interesting that's pretty... so did you get up to some hijinks with that like oh you had some fun <laughs> i can imagine we that won. is got... something well, you were probably you were a much younger man then, yep. and I'm you, that's you figure something out like that. You can't just be like, oh, well, that's interesting. I yeah, just... bars. I mean, I'm 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 getting drinks, right? Cocktails. <laughs> and then I told a reporter friend of mine, and she goes, "We got to do a story on this." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, okay. And so we did it on we did the interview on August twenty seventh. On okay. August twenty eighth, we were driving out. My buddy and I were driving out to Palm Springs for a fun weekend. Yeah, and that was uh, so. It aired on, it aired on Friday when when we pre-taped on Thursday. Okay. So to show that it worked, we called New York, and I manipulated their caller ID. Okay. So it looked like it was an internal call to call from station A to station twelve. Interesting. Okay. So it would be a, uh, hey, uh, this is the green room. Uh, Jane isn't ready in LA yet. They forgot to do her makeup. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't understand. What, listen, and so you're seeing on camera what we're doing and then they're splitting the screen and they're showing the chaos in new york because right. they don't see the tvs on that we're doing this to them to right, show them right, how right. well it worked that's wild okay then we did a piece with ken belson at the new york times and then uh people really took it seriously tried it we crashed we, our website just right. I mean, was murdered <laughs> murder yeah 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 we just thought it was funny and sure. then so i'm driving out we're driving up to palm springs my phone's ringing and as i'm picking up to answer i'm missing 10 more calls right 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 death threats really well yeah people from who from who though like people you knew or calls. but then so then well anybody who calls a death threat it, i mean that's kind of yeah they're just like it was so then my death threats make 165 papers around the world it was like it was hilarious wow i was on cnn cnbc fox and msnbc as they talked about my death threats 
Wow. Some people saying, well, he deserves it. And others saying, actually, caller ID is an invasion of privacy. It was all about privacy. Yeah, yeah. And this was, you know, so th this happened. And then it kind of took off. And we figured out we could do it with texting. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I could text you and it could look like, you know, your wife's texting you. Right, right, right. Awesome, right? <laughs> well, then uh, a group called Classified 3 reached out to us. And they were an offshoot of a group that was part of a larger group that was part of Blackwater. Oh, okay. And they wanted to buy it from us. I was going to say that someone's going to want to know how to do that and pay for so it. So we're like, yeah. Yeah. So we thought we sold it to them. They're playing, they're testing it. They tested it for a couple months. They liked everything. The wires would go through. Then, oh, that will mail you a check. Check bounced. I mean, all of a sudden, all this payment stuff wasn't happening. We're like, hey, you got to do us money. Yeah, and but it's Blackwater. So what are you going to do? Well, that was it. That was the flex. So yeah. their payments had cashed in again. We were down doing work in Brazil for the Department of Commerce about voice over IP communications. And we're emailing back and forth. And they tell us, we know you're in Brazil. Do you want to come home or do you want to keep pushing this issue? Whoa. <laughs> we turned the servers off. Yeah. They called us again. They're like, we were in a meeting in the White Oh, we did spoof the White House as well with them to show them that it worked. Nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that's what really got their attention right 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 yeah that would make people sit up straight for sure might be why they also didn't pay yeah but, so they're like hey man we were at a meeting at the white house and you fucked us and they're like you threatened to kill us right right like it was just a joke oh it was a joke Blackwater's known for their sense of humor <laughs> jesus christ <man. laughs> Wow. And the guy, that's wild, the, man. The one last wild part of this story the guy, our, our lead contact. Yeah. His name, Michael Moore. Really? Yeah. But, but not the same Michael Moore. No. No. Okay. Some no, but I did do a, uh, I met him in New York. They picked me up at the airport. And as they picked me up at the airport, one guy sat behind me, the other guy sat next to me, right? And they're driving. I was like, I'll get in the bag. He goes, no, 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 no. So there's a guy sitting right behind me, very uncomfortable. Yeah. We're, we're going to go get lunch and we're cruising through Manhattan and they cut someone off and did something. And all of a sudden you're, hmm. and he rolls his window down and waves his hand up, tells the officer while they're still driving to roll yeah. his window down and oh says, run my fucking plates. And then I suggest you turn at the next light. The cop comes back behind them, yeah. lights turn off, and they make a hard right. That's insane. That's what <laughs> I'm just, I'm pissing my pants. Yeah, because what I mean, uh, there's that kind of stuff you have brushes with that kind of thing, and then you're like, man, how does the world really work? Because it doesn't work like I thought it did, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's yeah, it, huh. it was weird. That is wild. wild. That's that's a wild story, man. <laughs> I don't got nothing like that. That's that's amazing. It's funny. It's uh, that's listen. It's you know, I've, I've been blessed to run around with some interesting people. Yeah, I guess so. Have some fun. So. You know, tell some stories. Gives gives you some good beer time stories. 
For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty wild. So this tech, this approach does, does this not work with like modern smartphones or does it? It does. In fact, that's why you'll get a call from, let's say someone in New York, but it'll have a Michigan area code. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I have a, I have a, I have a Texas number and I get calls from Texas all the time, but I don't know anyone. I shouldn't say I don't know anybody. It's very unlikely that a Texas number would call me. So yeah. they're always spam calls. So I just ignore them. That's why it is. It's it's basing it's on my area code, right? So it's mm-hmm. like we're gonna spoof a Austin area code and call you with some spam stuff. Yep, and you're knocked out. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's and it's not difficult. I mean, it's, I wish it was much more difficult. It's it's it is. I mean, caller ID is a uh, is a screen door in a windstorm. You know, and I remember yeah. telling my mom, and she was like, you know, I'm smart. I was like, okay. So I waited a week and I called her and I had her caller ID show up that it was Visa. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. And I said, hello, is uh, Brenda there? Yeah. Said, yes. She yeah. goes, is this her? I go, hello, Brenda. This is a uh, Bob say, and I am a Visa security badge number 72981-A7. Right. Right. Uh, question. Did you just buy two large screen TVs at fries right like i don't even know what fries is yeah well i mean obviously you know you're with increasing your spending limit uh, last month you're buying something we just want to make sure i didn't increase my spending limit no i have i have five thousand dollars of open credit on that card and i haven't used it in months right ma'am don't you worry about a thing this is why security's calling you and not collections so right what you do is just go cut that card in half right now, okay? We're gonna stop these charges. So if you get a bill, you throw it away, all right? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. And then as we get the investigation, you'll get a new card in the mail in 60 days. Can you go 60 days without using your card? You've already gone a couple of years. Can we do yeah. 60 more days? Yeah. Of course, yes. Okay, well, this is all fine and dandy, but this conversation has also shown us that there's fraud on your account. So I have to make sure I'm talking to Brenda. <laughs> right, right, right. So Name, she, address, phone right. number, right. social. You could probably get the credit card number if you needed, right? Just confirm that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could get it. Yeah, you can get any of that information. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Got done. I go, hey, mom, it's your son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, happy. Happy, lady. happy about that one. Yeah, yeah well. That's one of the things like this is the sort of hacker philosophy, right? It's the easiest thing to hack is another person, right? Yeah. You just set up the conditions under which they're going to, you know, give the information, give the information over that you want. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's, I mean, the the human condition really is fascinating and and the way we fall for it. And it goes back to our religion and politics conversation Mm -hmm. because we create authority around us. Right. we, we assume that a dog breed is the best because it won best in show. We right. assume a truck is the best because it, it got this award, right? Yeah. And yeah. we create this artificial authority to stuff and it's like, why? Right. You know, I mean, the, my daughter's teacher telling you, you've got to call me Miss X. No, I don't. Right. My first name is Seth. According, according, according to who? <laughs> yeah. Call me Dr. Jepson. <laughs> Well, I can. Eh, doesn't yeah. really apply. Right. <laughs> Let's see if you can do it. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's true. There is there is a susceptibility to, you know, to just kind of believe in, well, you know, the number comes across and it says visa and the caller ID is always, you know, that's how I get my information. So, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because like, if you went through your life being justifiably skeptical about every single thing, it would be exhausting. So mm -hmm. there are things you got to take for granted just to like get through your day, you know, like you sort of have to put your faith in it. and it's a little, it could be, it would be, it would be easy to, to get confused about what you should put your faith in and what you shouldn't. Right. I mean, I feel that way about like the mainstream, you know, mainstream sort of media or like mm -hmm. years and years ago in my own life, I think I trusted journalism in general. And now I'm just like, these are just other people saying things like, you know, anybody can say anything. So I don't necessarily know why I believe that thing that they just said. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? If, if I if I change my voice and put a tie on. <laughs> right. And you talk like this and tonight oh. on the yeah, like all of a sudden you're an authority for some reason. Brad, uh, he's our distinguished panelist and also a law expert from Harvard. Brad, thanks for joining us. Right, right. So glad to have you. We've got a doozy here, don't we? Right. And as long as doozy, so you're kind of talking to me. Right. And as long as and as long as I sound authoritative in my response, it's like everybody's kind of cool with it. That, yeah, he must be a law expert. Gotta be, gotta be the best. Yeah. And then even even in the age of Google, like that is enough to just not Google to find out and then well even if you google what does that mean right it's like dude i'll tell you that the google thing it's te uh, terrifying yeah I mean, my uh my buddy maniac is the foremost thought leader in the world on knowledge graphs okay what so, is a knowledge graph i mean i have a vague impression of what that is but what, what so is that when you used to search it was about 15 years ago when you searched google it was open right okay yeah not a knowledge graph company and what that does is it's insightful to how you search, why you search, when you search, okay. and where you search. Okay. And it yeah. Pulls the information that it believes you should see based on you. Yeah. Or based on the masses, right? Your area. Okay. And okay. What happens is, is that the knowledge graph starts eating more and more of search. To now, we're like ninety nine point nine percent of search is knowledge graph, which is like Google, you auto complete me. I'm looking for a, and Google's like car. And you're like, yeah. Right. I'm looking for a card, smart son of a bitch. And then Google right. pulls up the ones that it wants you to see. Yeah. yeah. Not the ones that maybe you're looking for. Right. Why right, right. it's frustrating when you want to find something specific, unique, and to the moment, and you just cannot find it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's because of the knowledge graph. Right. 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 Yeah. It's trying to serve up. It's trying to serve up a a very it's trying to serve up results that have been derived from a very complicated algorithm that doesn't necessarily account for your in the moment and, need and drives towards advertising to show oh, for sure yeah right yeah and it's not just advertising though too right i mean it's ideological too like if you're searching news or or whatever there's a sort of a well we're going to give you and this is true for youtubes and all of that too yeah. it's like we're going to give you the stuff that we know you like to look at mm-hmm yeah, and then so the, gradually the walls around the information that you're seeking get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's kind of taking advantage of the fact that people like to have their biases confirmed more than they want to learn new things, basically. 
right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think everybody's guilty of that. I'm sure I'm guilty of that. I've always thought like I'm pretty active on Twitter and I've talked about with my the co the guy who I do the podcast with Kevin Kautzman, I've talked to him about one day I want to because he's also very active on Twitter. I just want to be in your Twitter account and you be in mine. Like I won't post anything. I just want to like live, just see what it's like to live in your head. You follow different people than I do. Yeah. And I, you know, and you see what it's like to be in mine. And then like, let's see, like, what did it, what was it like? Was it, did it feel uncomfortable? Did it feel weird? Did you feel like you were running into a bunch of bullshit? Like how, what was that like? Idea. There's yeah. gotta be an API to plug into Twitter. Right. Just like a, you like bar and it wouldn't allow you to post. Right. Cause you don't want to like let other people post on your account. Their life, right? Just see what they see. Yeah. Yeah. And in the world of the best that you can do and face swapping, you call it face off. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're just, yeah. Right? Like, hey, <laughs> Nick Cage, John Travolta, let's party. Right. Right. I like it. I, I mean, like it. But, but that would be, that would be kind of intense. Right? I mean, I follow like 700 people, right? My Twitter, like if you refresh it every second, it's a new thing every second. Mm -hmm. So if, to get in there, if you don't follow any of these people, you don't know who any of these people are, it's got to be a weird experience. Yeah. To me, it's not because it's what I see every, you know, every time I open my phone, but. It is, I, I can tell you, there are some things that are weird. Like I run other people's socials. Okay. And you see different tones for sure. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. You're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I mean, by my talking during movies, Instagram versus my personal sure. versus okay. uh, business. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so weird. Like my personal is just, it's family stuff and it's working out in basketball. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You're talking during movies. All I do is post movie shit. Right. right? And, right. I, and I follow some writers and some other people and podcast people, but I'm, I really just, I mean, I don't, my post, if you just look at my posts, right? But if you yeah. go for a search function, yeah. it is just ass and chive. And I mean, my wife's like, I'm like, babe, look at everyone I follow. You can yeah. have my account. Right. Goes, Why is that? And I go, well, now look at this one. You know, yeah. they just don't know who I am. And they're like, well, sex sells. So, right. Right. That. Yeah. And then you go to the business one and it's all just high end luxury. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Boom, right. Boom. It's pretty right. crazy. And that's just yeah. Instagram where it's pictures. I can't imagine if you saw the words and everything. Right. Right. Yeah. Living at you. Yeah. And there's something, there's something about that that so it's targeted. It's trying to, it's it's instrumentally trying to get you to pay attention to certain things. But then that it's also doubled down and that it's tailored the more time you spend with it, the more it's tailored to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's something really this cycle to it is. I feel like you got to try to be aware of that, you know, when, when you're yeah. searching for stuff and, you know, supposedly there's search engines that, you know, supposedly DuckDuckGo doesn't do it. I don't even believe that they don't, by the way, but supposedly <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but isn't it easy for them to say because someone already does it? Yeah. Right. You know, there's like, well, we don't do it. And right. no one said, all right, let me see your servers. Right. Or, right. You yeah, I'm supposed it. to just believe. I'm supposed to just believe that you don't. Like, how do you make money? <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, I don't know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But there's, I mean, it's it, it'll be interesting to see with all of this, especially when we start to get out again. Mm -hmm. You know, I 
I would love to see a break from social, a break from the, the abrasive and really face who we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, and I mean that for ourselves, like right. going outside, talking to people, but facing who you are, you know, right. as, as a person and, and really being better yeah. right? and, and not hiding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that, man. I hope, I mean, <clears throat> every, you know, every kind of crisis, as long as you survive it, I think you should try to use that as an opportunity to get better in some way, you know, like I was working from home for a while there and I had just built a home gym. So both my wife and I were like, well, we're here. We can't do anything. Let's just get in really good shape, yeah. you know, and, and, and not that that's the be all end all, but like, I think generally that kind of attitude is like, well, okay, we got this crap we're dealing with. There's not that much we can do about it, but what can we do? We got this little bit that mm -hmm. we can, we can control. And at least we cannot be pieces of shit in, <laughs> in that narrow, narrow way. Right. And I feel like you always have that opportunity to like, whatever your purview is, at least you can try to be a little bit better in that spot than, you know, than, than the worst of you wants to be, I guess. So I'm hoping, I'm hopeful COVID this summer, everything opens back up a little bit and, you know, everybody can see their friends again, make new friends and, uh, and you know, grow and learn and uh, get over some of the bullshit that's, you know, caused a lot of the trouble in the last year or two. Yeah, yeah man, I could, I could not agree more. It is, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see people see people. I really, yeah. really you know, I'm, I got to travel a lot for work. I'm considered essential for okay. my stuff as well. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm out there seeing people and a little more blessed. You know, mm -hmm. even like I go for a week to Newport and California shut down. I'm just ordering room service, which is a room service because it's four things at the menu because there's 10 people staying in the hotel. They're not right. Yeah, there's nobody. I'm, yeah. I'm not mad at them. Right. That's I'm there for four days. I, he, the guy knows my order, yeah. but you know, I give him a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. I walk in, Mr. Jepson. Right, right, right. It's Monday, so hold on, Monday. Oh, no <laughs> beers on Monday for you, sir. I go, you got it, bud. You got it. Just the burger, please. Right, right, right. And he's like, go check in. Burger will be ready. Right. You know, it's just, and it's right. sweet. And people are like, yeah, well, you're there all the time. I'm like, man, I, I'm there, but it's all making a positive impression. It's just, you could, nice. you could, yeah, you could easily just not talk to anybody. I mean, you could be there all the time. And they could barely know who you are, right? Yeah, well, you, know? you don't have to. They don't have to know my name. Right. Right. right? I mean, it's just, we were, uh, I'll tell you this one last thing. It was pretty funny. So I'm in, a, I'm in line at this coffee shop. And uh, I forget where I was. I think it was Denver. Maybe Denver. This guy's buying something. And I see his backpack. And all of a sudden, I kind of was like, eh, are you armed services, sir? And he goes, I am. I go, yeah. don't worry. I got it. He goes, yeah. you sure? Yeah. I go, yeah, don't worry about it. Love, I like buying people coffee. Yeah. Uh, just being, you know, random acts of kindness. I didn't know he was getting one of these in a coffee. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's like, getting a mug. <laughs> He's like, would you like something, sir? I'm like, yeah. Right. Just grinning ear to ear because it's an airport. Yeah. I'm like, I'll take the $22 mocha, please. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> He goes, you're total seventy two eighty nine, and I was like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> he goes, oh, he got our custom Yeti mug. Like, Mother, really, well, man? <laughs> like, hey, I'm actually getting a really expensive item, but are you just trying to buy me coffee? <laughs> right. Yeah, you'd think 
you think that yeah you might bring that up if someone's trying to do you a solid yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i you know he could have been having a really bad day and he's like, He's like, this is the nicest fucking thing someone's ever done for me. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why he was so shocked. He, he thought you just heard him order that Yeti. He was like, really? <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. So. Wizard ears over here. He can hear everything. Right. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, Art of Dark. Uh, the podcast is called Art of Darkness, but uh, it's artofdarkpod.com. Uh, you know, we focus on the sort of dark side of the creative enterprise, but we try to have fun too. You know, we're not we're not necessarily dark in temperament. Um, it's you know, it's sort of our gimmick. Um, <laughs> we've got episodes on uh, some more obscure people, uh, Junior Kimbrough, great blues legend, for example. But we've got episodes on people you know, like Oscar Wilde and Stanley Kubrick's up next. Um, you can find that artofdarkpod.com. Um, and I have a book out called House of Sleep. Um, it's kind of a crazy semi-sci-fi cerebral psycho thriller sort of deal. Uh, you can find that on Amazon. Brad Kelly, House of Sleep. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Folks, go check it out, please. Uh, Brad, I like to close with this. You know, there are, um, you can make money and lose money. You know, uh, you can have a jug of water and run out of it. You can buy a six pack and go always buy another six pack. But and even those little fucking avocados that are never ripe until you need them and then they're black. <laughs> they're and gone. Yeah. Heartless yeah. bastards. Yeah. You go play. You can go Vegas and go get another avocado and see if it works or not. Yeah. But the one thing you never get back is time. And that's, that's not right. lost on me ever when someone generously who doesn't know me uh, generously spends their time with me and, and chats it up and, you know, over some crazy concept that was created three plus years ago because my buddy and I were bored and wanted to drink together. We need to figure out a way where we weren't getting in trouble. Ah, yeah. Well, that a lot of innovations have come about that way. I'll tell you right. that. A lot of them have. So, yeah. <laughs> man, thanks. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, no, thank, thank you, man. This was this was a blast. And and uh, I, I had a good time and get to watch Best of Show and getting to meet. So I love meeting new people. I mean, I, it's weird. I feel like I've met just as many people during COVID as before. So it's cool to make contact with you. And, I, you know, I hope we're in touch and I wish you yeah. the best of luck with everything. I was gonna say, let's stay in touch and let's let's do this yeah. again sometime. This was fun. Yeah, I'm down for that for sure. Awesome. Well, folks, now is your time, your favorite time. When my daughter sings about the time she took a shit for the surf's time by herself. And with that, I say adieu, my friend. Brad, be good, brother. Talk yeah, to you take soon. Take care, man. Good to see you. Bye.